It's The Setup. I'm Chris Grace. I'm John Accardo. And it's May 7th, uh, Thursday, 2020. Uh, John, this is... This, will this be the best episode we've ever done? Hopefully. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I strive for with every episode. Um, for A little bit of backstory for anybody who doesn't um, uh, remember um, or know. And if you're new to the podcast, that's great. Um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I, I tried to record a interview with... Um, an incredible magician, Shudogawa, uh, on a on a train in Europe. We were traveling through uh, Belgium, I believe, at the time, and um, I used an audio app on my phone called Anchor, I believe it's called, and uh, and we uploaded it, and it was um, the audio was just awful. It was truly unlistenable. Um, <laughs> Uh, so in, in these times, I, I've always wanted to redo an interview, especially one that, that had you, Chris, in it. Um, so uh, I, I figured this would be a great time to, uh, to do this. I'm also excited to do some more interviews because I, I noticed that during the pandemic uh, and during quarantine, you and I don't have a whole lot else to talk about unless we get a third person involved. This right. is a good way to get us uh, uh, keeping us up to the podcast now. But um, before we get to that, Chris, how are you? You're doing well? I'm doing well. I purchased an inflatable hot tub. Cool. Um, so that's what I've been doing with my time. I will note that I have gradually forgotten the back half of Mnemonica. <laughs> I realized the other day, I like was thinking like, what's number 26? <laughs> Wait, is 26 King of, Di- King, King of Diamonds? King, King of Diamonds. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay. Five, I know it's Five of Diamonds, King of Diamonds. Right. Um, uh, well, that that's a great transition, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm really actually very, very excited to have this person on for technically the second time, but uh, what feels like is going to be uh, uh, the first. Um, this is the person I've known for um, about 11 years now. Um, just when I started Magic is the first time I, I got to meet this person. Uh, I've got to travel with him around the world. Uh, he's one of the greatest magicians alive today, and so it's uh, very, very great to have him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Shoot Ogawa. Hi, everyone. Uh, Hopefully hello, you can Shu. hear me well. Hi. Welcome uh, to the podcast. Thank you so much for, for joining us here and, uh, and talking to us. Uh, again. Yeah, it's uh, officially international because I'm yeah. in Japan right now. So you know. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't I, know that. Yeah, I, I wish you knew that. But like, yeah, sure, I'm fine. I'm right. Fine. <laughs> That's why oh, during no, the no. scheduling, Chris, I said shoot is very specific that it needs to be our evening time. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm like, actually I'm like impressed by the, the connection is insanely good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, actually, this is um, one of the best quality Zoom calls I've been on. Um, uh, internet in Japan is is high speed internet. Is it good there? Uh, it's decent, but uh, you know, uh, it depends which company we choose. Same as like mm-hmm. a Spectrum and uh, what what else? Like uh, the Time uh, Time Warner Cable? No, like uh, that AT and T. Like you know, yes. the different company has different type of uh, strengths and also the good area bad area. So it's mm-hmm. similar. But uh, it's small country, so it should be better, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and um, what city are you in? I'm in Tokyo right now. Oh, okay, cool. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so we obviously, we don't have to spend the whole uh, conversation talking about this, uh, and, and I certainly don't want to, but how are things in Japan right now? How are you and your family? Everyone's good? Uh, well, yeah, family is fine. Everybody's uh, being uh, quiet in the house. So mm-hmm. uh, any country, there's uh, uh, good people, smart people, and average people, and some of uh, different people, unique people, I should say. <laughs> so <laughs> we're supposed to stay in a home, but like, you know, I see some people is doing like a barbecue party somewhere, which is uh, really uh, you know, stressful for me. You know, I hope they stay in a home and doing just 
family barbecue and stuff, but they were in uh, like uh, around river right. next to the river and like you know, about 30, 40 people hanging out and doing barbecue, mm. which yeah. is a little strange. But uh, never, never mind. You know, uh, remember, okay, Japanese people is no good as you think sometimes. Okay, <laughs> we are sometimes <laughs> stupid, and I, I am part of them. So you know, I don't claim just there, but I am one of them. So anyway. <laughs> I, I, uh, and- I feel like it's been a good sign that I just. Um, especially as this has all been ramping up, I haven't heard much about Japan in the news the way I've heard about, you know, places like Italy or something, which I assume in, in a situation like this means that no news is, is good news. So I assume while while definitely hurting, maybe Japan isn't doing as, as having a tough time as other nations. Yes, correct. But like we are also, uh, I don't know how, but like uh, we, our number really dropped like in the about coronavirus uh, infection. So, but government is starting kind of reduce, kind of uh, less restricted about the, you know, going out from home because economy, economical problem. So, uh, and once we do that, uh, I'm going to, I'm sure that it's going to go up again, the number of of the, you know, the infection. So I'm kind of uh, worried about it. So I'm self-employee. So I just stay home and just, you know, play cards. So if you hear sounds of the playing card like this, you know, please don't do that because I'm playing cards. So, right. what kind um, of cards are you are you playing with? Because I have a, uh, I have a I have a deck of Shudogawa brand cards in my hand right now. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend. I I'm sorry, I betray you. So uh, basically, you betrayed really, you. Is what happened? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, saving my deck of cards for future. But I'm right. having two deck of cards. One is a Osman deck with the USPCC, uh, regular uh, kind of a, kind of B quality ish. But this one is a uh, impossible company deck with uh, from Japanese uh, Jap- Japanese company printed by USPCC, but uh, it's a B quality with a compress. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. some of right. company does that. So this is more more uh, flexible, but it's supposed to be same paper, right? Mm-hmm. But like right. in the quality and the cut and all quality control uh, is a B quality, which uh, mm-hmm. you know, and only five bucks, you know, from hmm. from just one purchase. So it's a right. pretty good deck. Yeah, I mean, um, too. Shoot, you have a uh, newborn, right? Uh, a child. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I yes, was uh, my baby. Is a- <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I was just thinking recently that like the quarantine time is actually maybe a great time to have a new kid because then you can just stay home the whole time and take care of it. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, you know, like I was, to- I was writing some essay last a few weeks because I had a time a bit. But uh, you know, when people is being busy, people is looking for day off. And mm. when we have a quarantine, a quarantine like this and staying home, we look for a job, right? So yeah, when we are right. uh, in a different situation, we always look back at normal things and we recognize that normal things were so valuable. So it's yeah. very important for us to think about it and also for the entertainer because we have to do amazing things, but I explain to them how normal life is so special, right? So it's, a, it's kind of interesting, like, a, you know, kind of no conflict, just, a, you know, interesting things. Yeah, and you guys both come from this art form that is so interactive with people. Yep. Um, you know, if I was a singer and I wasn't able to sing for people, I could still record myself singing and put it out there. And I know some magicians are doing um, some great stuff on Instagram. Like some of your stuff on Instagram is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But there's so much just like moment to moment interaction that magicians mm-hmm. are doing that it yep. really seems like that might be something you'd be missing at this point. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I already debated myself while discussing with many of people, with many of the magicians and other entertainers as well. So, and there's uh, some of the hope and the interesting ideas, but uh, 
uh, first, like, you know, the, uh, we, magic was leaning to the visual or like an interact, interactive magic so much. And uh, for example, musician could sing song in a concert hall, like, a, you yeah. know, for example, uh, Harry Ball, like a Rose Ball, wherever. But, you know, when we, they do that, of course, they make money and perform. But when they make a, a PV, like a, a or music video, I should say, yeah. uh, they use maximum knowledge of editing, camera work, directing, and all stuff to present this music yeah. looks really interesting, right? Visually. Yeah. And also, then also sounds as well, right? So uh, now magician is in a condition, so we have to make our magic interesting without live performance, which musician was doing like a decades. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, magician was yeah. being, I shouldn't say lazy, just we had uh, so much strength on the real performance. So we were kind of avoiding to think about it. But now it's a time to think about the, you know, the live entertainment. So I mean, live, live entertainment on the, you know, virtual you know, things. Like yeah, online. because we've had music videos, what, for like 40 years now. And music videos are not, when we first started showing music videos, they, a lot of them were just like, here's footage of me at a concert singing. Mm-hmm. And then it became its own distinct art form. Yeah, And I wonder what, I, I wonder if some of the tension with mag- magic is around the, you know, um, I don't, you know, we don't want to use video editing or effects or something like that. Like, wh- I wonder if that tension is informing yeah. that movement. Yeah. yeah, I am thinking about this and I was talking with a couple of people and also I had a little uh, two hours of a uh, kind of conversation and uh, like a speech for the junior program of Magic Castle like a couple mm-hmm. days ago. I mean, yesterday, I don't remember, a couple of days ago. So, and it yeah, time is gone. Good, but, time doesn't uh, exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and uh, I was this, you know, I was talking like, how can we make uh, things so real? Example, uh, it's hard to explain on the radio, but uh, or like podcast. But uh, basically, if you are watching this uh, video right now, we are recording this uh, uh, like a podcast through the computer and the internet. But we are still using Zoom and seeing face each other. Why? Mm. You don't exist here. And we don't exist each other right there, but uh, we feel, right? And we virtually believing that it is real, but it's a signal, you know, it's a, just a electric things. So, yeah. which means that like, and we decide to believe this is real, right? So when we do magic, just imagine, John, you're a magician so much, of course, Chris, you too, but you know, that when you <laughs> see magic, uh, like, you know, that, uh, some of the magician does some perfect job visually, but we know that they're cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's a little nasty. Maybe they edited, or no matter what, like we feel like it's cheating. Or sometimes, uh, you know, we decide to believe. You know what I'm saying? Like we draw a line between trusting this or not trusting this. Mm-hmm. So, means like you know, the, uh, on the this even through the Zoom or through the internet, uh, people is gonna decide uh, it's real or not, even after editing. Like yeah. a, a TV program, we have a five, six, seven camera, right? So uh, I was in the studio performing card trick. They believe that, I mean, audience, viewers believe that I didn't edit anything. Mm-hmm. Means that like I didn't use editing skill to uh, make magic trick happen. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and they, they, they also believe that if they cut from one camera to the other, that it's of the same performance. Yep. And um, also they connect in the brain. Uh, example, I was in a Rose Bowl in uh, Pasadena, I believe. It was uh, mm-hmm. like 100,000 uh, 100, people in uh, the theater. 
So we are seeing tiny, tiny performer on stage, but we are seeing the big screen. And <laughs> yeah. we see the fire on stage, but we have a fire. I was having bad seats, so I was far away from the stage. But I had a fire right next to us, so we feel heat, right? Uh-huh. So what do we do is we are seeing big picture and seeing tiny person and virtually connected and seeing, make us believe that we are seeing live performance. No, yeah. we are watching YouTube right there. Right? Right, 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 YouTube live and watching tiny person far away, and even we don't know it's a real person or not, right? <laughs> but we Wait, who, who, he, he, who was this that you saw? Um, I don't remember actually. <laughs> it, was <laughs> so, it wasn't great, but it was a, you know it gave me a little challenge to think if we magicians try to perform for a hundred thousand audience in the big studium, so how can we do that? So the right. key is how can we approach for the five cents of the audience through the screen with distance with like, you know, the, that's why, like I said, heat was interesting on stage, big fire happened and we could heat, feel the heatness because mm-hmm. we had a, another fire right next to us. <laughs> right, so, right. so it means like, you know, we are virtually engaging and connecting with the stage and our reality. So it's kind of interesting experience. So I'm thinking that we can do that in the magic as well through the internet. Mm. Right. We cannot put fire, but you know, we can. No, yeah. Well, maybe. Who knows? You might be the one to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I've noticed um, the some of the latest things you put on Instagram are so good. Uh, and of course, naturally, I assume John knew what they all had seen them all. And John, every time I show John, he's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, no, John knows pretty much. Just he's pretending he doesn't know anything. <laughs> he's a smart one. Uh, but yeah, there's a. There's an interesting, uh, there's an interesting thing when people I've noticed people commenting on your videos, where the thing you're talking about, like where we we decide to trust it or not to trust it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people will say like, well, that's that's a gimmick or that's not a gimmick, and then then not just your videos, but a lot of times the magician will say like, nope, it's not a gimmick. And then we're choosing to trust that comment as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could not be true too. Yeah. Like, that comment is actually, the, uh, that's actually, uh, I never thought about it. Comment pe- make people, I mean, that some strangers comment makes people believe. That's interesting yeah. things. I never right. thought about this uh, uh, element, but uh, let me uh, like uh, kind of explain about what I did on the, this uh, Instagram things. One video clip, which I banished the card in mm-hmm. the hand. And yeah, are you talking about this, this, uh, this one? Let's see. I, I'm just so I can yeah. show you. I so have we're a, talking about the same one. Uh, yeah. So is it the, uh, I assume it's this one, right? The Ten of Hearts? Yeah. Uh, Ten of Hearts, yes. So, yeah. So uh, uh, then can I, can I quickly s- plug your Instagram so people can go look at this video? Uh, yeah. Sure, if you want Yeah, to. so just yeah. uh, Shudogawa on Instagram. It's um, uh, a video um, from about a month a month and a half ago on March 20th. Uh, it's a, a wonderful, 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 quick uh, magic trick. Yep. Thank you. I, I am happy to hear that. So, uh, John, John well, I don't know if you saw my card levitation that I put on TikTok, but... Right. Um, <laughs> also good. Also good. <laughs> okay. I'll have Shoot, to see I'll send that. that to you. Yeah, yeah please. Uh, please do. Yeah, I'm uh, very curious and interested about it. I would <laughs> no. say it's... I mean, it's it's probably harder to figure out than, than yours, but... <laughs> <laughs> I love to see. Absolutely. So, um, there's a little back little backstory, and, you know, it's a little hard for you guys to recognize what happens behind that uh, that video clip. A uh, few weeks before that filming, I did that filming actually in Los Angeles, but uh, uh, about a couple weeks, a few weeks back, uh, some of a video clip came up on the uh, social media. Some lady 
that's important for me because it's pretty attractive. And one card was in her hand and vanished in her hand beautifully. And I was thinking, what kind of gimmick is that? What kind of skill? No, it's not skill. I was discussing with other friend, and my friend sent exact same effect after 10 minutes. Oh. So it's supposed to be impossible effect, but uh, some of the friends who never see this, and I send the you know, link of the video, and he shoot himself, you know, re, you know, videotape himself and send to me exact same effect. I said, it must be editing. Right, because it's, <laughs> it takes ten minutes. It's not long enough to make some of gimmick, not long enough to practice technique. And I never see mm. he does this stuff before, so it means that it must be something else. So now, uh, right before I video shoot that video clip, I was uh, uh, I was using Twitter, and I said this comment: These days, SNS is really powerful, and so many good effects on the market. I mean, the, on the you know the video clips. And I saw one beautiful effect, and sometimes I don't recognize it is a skill or a gimmick or editing or something else. We cannot tell. You know what? I do not think everything is like edited or gimmick. I believe everything is maybe skill, physical mm-hmm. skill. And if I believe that I can, maybe I can recreate this with only sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people just laugh and people just cheering or like a like on the, you know, the Twitter, which is good. And a week later, I kind of found out, okay, how can I do it? And I already had a vision, and I did this framing with a friend and you know, set up the camera and stuff. It works. So uh, people buy it. Like, you know, people say, wow, he was really trying to do this in real, no editing, right? Because mm-hmm. people know me, and that comment came week before. And then saw this video clip. And when I put this video clip, I also put, it's all written in Japanese. That's why I said you are not going to understand so much. But I wrote <laughs> about this. I put this video and I had a few lines. I kind of filmed it. I like it, but it's not perfect yet. So I'm so excited to do this in live show because I have a plan. Mm. Right. So, and now people think, okay, this guy already filmed, which he think it was editing or gimmick itself, but he did it in the real ed- uh, videotaping, right? Without any cheating, I should say. I, I don't know what is the cheating exactly. And after all, he still believed that he can do this in a live performance. Right. So what they think? They think this guy is just lying or stupid or maybe real, <laughs> right? So, and, uh, and many people said, wow. And then like, uh, right after I put this video, Shin Lim sent me a message and shoot, I need that video clip. Could you, could you give me that? And I, I will post on the Instagram. So right. yeah, which mean is everybody believed that I am able to do this and maybe I can do this in live performance, which mm-hmm. means that like right. a no super cheating, you know, it must be something more real than they were thinking at the beginning. Right. So this process makes people believe what happens. Then I'm saying like, it's kind of an interesting process. Video itself is not trustful. Of course, my mm-hmm. face, people knows my face. So people believe me a little bit more, but uh, this uh, chat uh, like a little posting before and after was more uh, making this video clip more trustful. So, and uh, yeah, again, if you, you know, it's kind of hard to see, but like uh, also, John, you know that I was uh, out of the frame. I mean, technically, I was really tiny. I was stepping back from the camera and I moved forward to the camera and I had a card and show and I banished the card and, uh, and reproduced card and I stepped back. So it means that like, uh, they can see the whole body Right? right, and it was kind of bright enough to see everything. So means mm-hmm. like they checked. Oh, he's not doing this. He's not doing this. And uh, wait a minute, 
wait a minute, he's moving around and he's so casual and he reproduced because the original video, the pretty lady, just vanished card, but she didn't produce, but I add reproduction. So it means that like people say, what, what, why he can reproduce, right? So I'm right. adding all small things and the kind of, uh, how to say, clearing all checklist, mm-hmm. which makes people believe it is not real. So it means uh, like now, is this understandable? Yeah, you can explain. Yeah, no, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I, I was going to say what's so interesting about that to me is that uh, it makes me kind of think and realize that the, the idea of, of, of surprising someone or fooling someone with magic uh, hasn't doesn't change because you would have to do all of those same things live. You still have to sort of go through all the checklists of ways they would think it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now that you're going through a screen, it's just that, that what that checklist is 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 now different. Um, it has yeah. a few other layers to it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very interesting that you can also achieve that same idea with the caption of the video in a mm-hmm. way that kind of creates, I, uh, for lack of a better word, a story behind how you came to it. And, the, and that mm-hmm. story... Uh, kind of helps check check one of those things off the list to make people think, oh, well, it can't be video editing because yeah. you talked about wanting to recreate it. Uh, yeah. That's that's very interesting. I wouldn't have thought that, that that the method, for lack of a better word, to to make people think it's real would be in, would would involve something outside of the actual video and, and be part of the mm-hmm. the caption. Yeah. Um, well, I also think that um, that. The, the you guys your entire context as like public performers becomes part of that as well because if for, for example i would say that shoot you have this reputation for being for doing a lot of very difficult physical slights um so there's also for anyone that's familiar with magic you're kind of bringing in what we know of that performer going into the the moment yeah. so right. that um I, I always think it's funny the when someone who's like really a master at some of the physical slights, if they if you then they show you something and it's like, Oh, this was just like a little, this isn't actually just a gimmick <laughs> because <laughs> it's so, it's such a good misdirection because if you're watching it and you know anything about it, you're like, Oh, how is he doing this? This must be some insane physical like thing that he's worked for a hundred hours on. And then there's like, Oh no, it's just, it's just double-sided tape or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> that, I, I love that interplay of, you're bringing this whole legacy of like all the other work you've done into that moment. And also I think some credibility too, if you're the one that says like, Hey, I'm probably going to play, I'm working on how to do this live. Um, then your reputation is part of that too. Yeah. But, uh, somehow peop- same words, same comment that, uh, doesn't affect us for every, I mean, uh, the same line or same comment is, has a different meaning, you know, yeah. who is saying about this, right? Right. So, and uh, I and John, we talk a lot about these things, but uh, basically, if, what is that, like, you know, first of all, what is uh, uh, the time, when is the time audience recognize the secret of magic? And they think, oh, you know, the, I, I got it. So, the, that's what I, I ask myself. Basically, if audience think they know it, no matter what, they, they're right or wrong, they know mm. it. And mm-hmm. if they decide that they don't know it, which means that they don't know it, even they already know the principle, but if they decide that they are not knowing any secret, this guy's magic is impossible. Uh-huh. Even they know this knowledge. They, sometimes I fool, often I fool magicians, and the magician's surprise, and I'm using knowledge, what they already have, but mm-hmm. uh, they don't recognize it. Then right. it becomes magic, right? So, which means that like, you know, that we should know 
about it. How can we let them believe that they don't know how it works? For example, if they think, oh, it must be editing. Even if it's not editing, but if they think that way, it's failing. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's like, you know, we have to think about it. And also, I'm kind of giving credit for the all magicians in the world. Uh, I really believe that the all principle, all way to do magic is an equal value. Gimmick, right. technique, self-working, or like a, even a psychological effect, whatever. Everything is equal. So, and I prefer to use the skill because I like skill, but uh, I don't say skill is better than other, or I don't say gimmick is better than skill, right? Mm -hmm. So, because right. Uh, it's a, just a way to do, because at the end, we make audience be that they have no idea. They don't know about this. So, right. that's like another you know, uh, kind of a key for the, this uh, online performance in the future as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, talking about trying to adapt something that you thought might have been edited to to something that could be performed live uh, actually makes me think of something that I um, I wrote down beforehand that I wanted to make sure I talked to you about. So it was a good good transition. Uh, I remember there is a lot of magicians who you were talking about. Um, a lot of them in in Asia. Um, some of them that were in schools together or worked together, uh, like uh, like Taiga. Um, who's a really talented Japanese manipulator and also is a teacher and has a lot of students that he helps sort of teach um, magic to uh, for competitions and things like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I remember there was this moment in time where you were looking at their acts and, and you saw a lot of people using a lot of gimmicks and you kind of mm -hmm. created this mission to recreate, take this, uh, this piece of magic, a very visual piece of magic that used a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. And they had, you know, I think they had access to a 3D printer. So they were inventing a lot of interesting, new, strange things. They're very mm -hmm. excited about it. And there's a lot of creativity. And you had this mm -hmm. goal of recreating that moment exactly the same, but mm -hmm. with uh, no gimmicks um, and just sleight mm -hmm. of hand. And, yep. uh, and, and, you know, for anyone listening who's maybe heard of something like that before, I really do have to stress that these things, when you did recreate them with coins you know, mm -hmm. uh, instead of using a shell, just using sleight of hand for these things that mm -hmm. you would think only a shell could do. Um, yeah. These things really did look exactly the same because everyone, you know, understands the idea of doing a cups and balls routine mm -hmm. and then a chop cup routine. And, mm -hmm. and those do look different, you know, getting rid mm -hmm. of the chop cup um, mm -hmm. and using just a regular cups and balls routine that does look different. There are things that you can't do. But what you were doing was you were making these things look exactly the same uh, beat for beat yep. without a mm -hmm. gimmick. Um, can yep. you talk a little bit about why that was... Uh, why you wanted to do that, why that was an important challenge for you, what you learned um, about that, or, or what other people could learn from well, that? Well, it's a basically exercise process, almost. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because, uh, okay, if you have a white paper and you can use a medium color of the pencil and draw something, it's kind of boring and you can do too many things and you have no idea which color should, you should touch or which, which, what type of painting you're going to do. So uh, basically, like, when we give a condition... For example, if you see one card trick, for example, uh, oil and water, and uh, can we do that with a coin? So, and uh, some magician did, like, you know, copper and silver, like a uh, one by one stuck together and it separated, mm -hmm. you know, coppers and silvers. It's kind of funny, right. but like, you know, it's exercise process. And uh, when I see something amazing with a gimmick, I try to challenge this card because I want to push myself to go the past the line of the, you know, impossible line people say it's impossible to do without gimmick then i want to go through that line go over the line that's why like you know, i challenge myself so and you know sometimes i see really amazing skill and i make it looks really un identical but also using some of the special gimmick i just recreated 
from uh, nothing, to be honest. And then, you know, mm -hmm. people, uh, for example, if I use uh, some of the skills, uh, example, uh, it's kind of a technical name, but like shadow coin. And, you know, at the end, if I examine every coin with four coins with standing and we cannot ditch anywhere, then people right. think, uh, wait a minute, it's supposed to be, you know, some, something, something nasty, but it's not nasty anymore. Right. So, and uh, that's why, like, you know, first of all, uh, for your question, I'm just saying that this is a, like a, a kind of a challenge myself and access, exercising myself. That's the first thing. And the uh, uh, second thing is, sorry, uh, my kids, uh, you know, coming in and I'm just kind of worried about <laughs> That's fine. If she yeah. did want to make a cameo appearance on our podcast, it would make for great content. But you don't have to bring in your... your yeah, even she doesn't speak baby. Japanese yet. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, well, so now, like, uh, the second thing is, uh, like, you know, the... Uh, uh, I was gonna say something, but a uh, baby distract me and misdirect me. So <laughs> the the baby did a good uh, like misdirect there. Yeah, just yeah, like, exactly. Did, so, I yeah, think you should incorporate this baby into like just when you need to to create an offbeat. <laughs> just <bring a> baby <laughs> yeah, actually, I have one video clip which I'm doing some card trick on the table, and when I do nasty move, actually she walks next to me and she was uh, saying something, and uh, you know. It's a really adorable from even sad person who doesn't know my family. But at the moment, <laughs> I'm doing some nasty move, and it was perfect <laughs> misdirection. So, but the uh, problem is, I cannot do it again because she has no idea uh -huh. what she did. So, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what so, separates uh, the amateur from the professional. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now I know what I wanted to say. Uh, actually, the, she was a key. Uh, I am. <laughs> I'm not gonna do magic for her until four or five years old. I'm not okay. planning to do any trick. The reason is until people have common sense, magic doesn't exist. Right. So she doesn't know the things doesn't move. She thinks doesn't fly in the air. And you know, right. she thinks cannot banish it from hand. You know, she doesn't know it. So when you do coin banish, she even had no idea. And she believed that I can do. So it means mm. like you know, people uh, cannot surprise if they do not have common sense. Okay, right. so and uh, when we do any trick, I just approach for the magician's mind. Sorry, it's a really narrow area, but like, you know, uh, someone do things with gimmick and I use the sleight of hand, only magician recognize, which means that's uh, stupid because, you know, public people don't know it. But mm -hmm. magician going to surprise. Why? Because the magicians has their own common sense and I'm against him or I'm de uh, denying their knowledge. That's why right. like they surprise, right? So, which means that there is a key. Some people say some moment magic is going to be gone. Smartphone or computer technology taking away power from magic. It's kind of true. But uh, my, uh, not philosophy, basic uh, guideline for the magic, uh, it's coming from the martial artist. If someone, I mean human, walks, I can throw this person. It's a mm. like a Japanese jujutsu artist, right? So if mm. a human is always standing and walking, if they don't stop to walk, I can throw people because there's a balance, right? So my way to say about the magic, if human use brain to think anything, we still can create magic because we think. But once mm -hmm. we stop to think, we cannot create magic. So which means the magic is going to stay forever, but it's going to change. But we always try to use their common knowledge and uh, deny their knowledge or against their knowledge and then recreate magic again. So that's why, like, you know, I was doing that, like, you know, the non-gimmick to the gimmick. I mean, the gimmick to the non-gimmick. 
sleight of hand type of things because that you know based on the thinking. Yeah, because as long as somebody is has some kind of thought process similar similar to like jujitsu or like aikido, they will have some force that you can redirect in some way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, will have, right. they will have some assumptions about the world that can be. Yeah. you know, manipulated in a way. And John is uh, having a lot of performance in a really tough situation in the past for sure. <laughs> you know, so uh, like, you know, for drunk people and who has no idea what we are talking about and like, you know, they're maybe a little bit selfish, whatever. But uh, you know, uh, one of the easiest audience is challenging to us because they are moving, they're thinking, they're making mm-hmm. action. So same as martial arts. But the hardest audience is they step back and they are not interested to watch anything. They are not interested to listen to anything. They don't want to think about it. That's sure. hard because they are not moving, right? They are not thinking. So it means that right, we cannot not engaged at all. They are not even. Yeah. They are like a like a like a doll. They are no human at the time. Yeah. They avoid to think, right? So now we cannot make magic. What we do, we make big sounds and like a you know like a sound of sounds and they shock, right? And when, <laughs> when they shock their emotion start to move and they start to think what's going on there, right? Then now we can start to think how we're going to throw this person as a jujitsu artist. So, right. so you, you would prefer uh, hostility to indifference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, did well, you study martial true. arts um, as a child? Like coming, growing uh, up, did you? Uh, I, I learned a little bit. I don't use it, of course, but like mm-hmm. I have a basic, basic, you know, exercise and knowledge, but uh, I have a really good connection with uh, some strong martial artists in Japan. Yeah. So that's why I have uh, some of knowledge about it. So. Um, I guess I was wondering if you, um, growing up, had any some anything besides magic that you applied a certain level of discipline to? Or was, or was magic um, the first thing that you got interested in? Yeah, John knows that I didn't have anything. So basically, <laughs> I, I, I only had a magic, but uh, magic is so global and uh, it's, uh, it changed the shape all the time. So basically for me, ma- magic is uh, like a martial arts. Mm-hmm. Example, first of all, if we do not have a good attitude to others, other people are going to offend us, right? Like a, you know, like a communication skill, social skill is very important to avoid any hustle. And magic is so powerful and sometimes makes people pain. Because like, you know, we looks like a smart ass and they feel like they're <laughs> stupid. It's not true, but like they feel like they're stupid. Why? Because we are presenting the wrong way. So we are having, uh, we are learning martial arts in a magic for 10 years or 20 years. And we are gaining skill, but we recognize we are smaller and smaller. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we are small, smaller than we think. So we are not strong as we think. That's a process of learning because, you know, we know more people who that's better than us. So that's a, like a process of learning of the martial arts. Once you start to get black belt, you don't want to fight with anybody because you never know who is better than you. That's mm-hmm. a, like a learning process. In magic, if you learn more and more, you know what you can do in your hand, but also you know that it is not practical as we wish sometimes. So we become a little bit more humble, friendlier, mm-hmm. and very nice for the others because we know the pain of the other side. You know, they don't know it. They're afraid. Sometimes they get angry. So, you know, we know that, how it works, you know, how they think. So that's a, like yeah. an almost process of martial arts to a learning process of martial arts. So I believe that magic is the same thing. Well, we've well, talked a lot about, um, sorry, John, we talked on this podcast about how, um, the, the, the line, how many factors lined up for John to study with you. Um, right. In the sense that 
and and I can say this because I'm Asian as well. That uh, he <laughs> had the, getting Asian. Yeah, <laughs> My, almost there. I feel like John might have benefited from having a teacher that brought um, like a certain level of Asian <laughs> discipline to the to the practice that uh, I have experienced just through my family. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, actually, like I would say, John was already a little bit more disciplined than other. I shouldn't say other American people because there, there are so many different people. But uh, he, John was already disciplined because probably, uh, he, uh, you know, the, I know that parents, they are both musicians. And yeah. the musician must be disciplined at the beginning anyway. So yeah. uh, John had, uh, uh, you know, something already before he met me. But uh, also, yeah, I add a little extra, you know, like a, right. a attitude for the learning process of magic. So. Mm-hmm. And my parents actually made me learn a musical instrument um, for for a little while. And then once I found magic and picked up magic, partly through my father, uh, they didn't care if I learned a musical instrument. So long as I was engaging with something artistic or something along those lines, they they didn't really care what it was. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, They're very smart parents. Uh, I Mm -hmm. think John was very lucky to have them. And then, you know, uh, it it is uh, definitely uh, helped at the beginning already. Right. So, but uh, um, yeah, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I am not teaching as much uh, to John like like last five six years. Mostly we hang out. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I'm sure like because I was spending time with my teacher for like a, almost three decades, like twenty nine mm-hmm. years. So, and I was kind of a allergic. I had a reaction, allergic reaction. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure John is getting there like in five, ten, <laughs> ten years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I cannot deal with the shoot anymore. It's <laughs> so tired. Like, a, you know, like oh, it's an old fashioned Asian, like a mentor, like a long beard, like, you know, the master <laughs> and like, you know, right. like a Jackie Chan young student. <laughs> yeah. You know, of course, it's, it happens for, you know, everybody's life anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, there, there is something that happens when you, uh, when you teach somebody and they, um, you know, m- most teachers have like a central message that they will try to get across. And then you kind of, your ears get a little bit insulated from it. Like, I feel like in sports all the time, they're having to change coaches mm-hmm. because the coach has like said everything he's going to say. And I- I've coached a lot of comedy groups. And uh, I, okay. I like, I, I have a hard time doing it now because after like six months, I'm like, mm-hmm. I have told you everything that I have to say. Mm-hmm. And now you either going to do it or not. <laughs> like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have anything else to tell you guys. Yeah. Um, because I, a lot I, of it is their own discovery. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a, uh, I mentioned this, like a Japanese in, in Japanese, we have a master apprentice system and a mm. teacher student system. It's different things. So, right. And in uh, in the USA, in English, uh, maybe mentor and the teacher is different, right? So, uh, but uh, um, oh, what honest, what's like, the, what what situations would be teacher student versus master apprentice? Okay, teacher student is basically uh, uh, money and the time. So basically, okay. how many hours and how much and what is the sure. you know like a, what you can get, what kind of certificate, or what kind of PDP. So that's a, like a teacher-student system. Means there's a limitation of the time and the money always. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I wouldn't say mentor because mentor is slightly different from a master-apprentice system, like Asian fashion. That yeah. one is uh, more likely the master uh, going to give a lot of uh, almost a lifetime effort to giving whole knowledge 
about magic and surround magic about humanism and all about life. So mm-hmm. it's like a, you know the it's it's really uh, heavy duty things. But right. same time, students have to dedicate more because if it's time and money, they can quit and you know fire a teacher. <laughs> and they can right. do that. But master apprentice, uh, because apprentice cannot afford by hours, like by time. So if you teach an apprentice spend like a whole day, like, you know, for almost like a 14 hours a day. And, you know, like which John I was doing tour in Europe, you know, like right. uh, no matter what, you know, John and I have to be together. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> like, you know, we have no way to survive there. So it's almost like a master apprentice system. So it means a... Uh, Every single moment, Master explain how he think about life and magic, whatever. And no matter what, John has, has to listen because we have the same train to go different cities. <laughs> 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 I'll see this next No matter what, you know, if I give a shit, you know, <laughs> still John has yeah. to listen, right? So uh, that's uh, like, you know, but uh, one of, uh, uh, few of, uh, advantage of that condition is uh, one, uh, we have to learn other than what we want to listen. Like, you know, we want to listen only slight sometimes, but we have to learn, for example, the timing or misdirection, which we never interest sometimes. So, like, you know, the, uh, all apprentices must learn everything around what they want to know. It's like uh, right. they want to know only a few percent of what we talk. And I talk like other than 97 percent, which is kind of a crap for the student. <laughs> but uh, they li- have to listen to everything because it's condition, right? So, but a uh, good thing is, we do not have that much limitation of time to explain. But if it's mm-hmm. a teacher and student, like a, I and John was just were teacher and student, like a, be, at the beginning. So, you know, the, his parents pay money for me and I teach per hour. But I want to teach more because I have a passion for teaching and, you know, I love magic. So I usually go like 30 minutes longer than one hour sometimes. But still, I have to finish after hour and a half. Otherwise, it's going to change all like perspective for the learning process of the, you know, this mm. money. So sure. that's why, like, you know, the, uh, yeah, uh, master apprentice system is definitely making performer very strong and uh, flexible and uh, more talented after all. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's painful, to be honest. I was doing that 29 years. So it's not uh, really have either of you guys seen Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Uh, I have, not in a while, but I, I have seen it, yes. Okay, because that's about a sushi master, and then he makes a guy just make an omelet for a year. Over and over. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that, John? Uh, yeah, vaguely. His his apprentice has to only make this egg omelet for an entire year <laughs> until he gets it right. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's not a, for him, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking about how this master apprentice system, which is is um, hasn't really been a thing in the U.S. for a while, um, seems like it's harder to sustain when the the kind of entertainment is changing every like five years, as opposed to um, if you were in theater in 1920s, you could become an apprentice to like a master actor or director, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then 30 years later, after you've studied with that person, there still be theater in the same way that it was when you started. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, if you, what it, I actually I don't know that much about this, but I know that in Japan they have like these two man stand up stand up mm-hmm. comedy. It's very popular. You know? So, oh really? Is that you, very popular in Japan. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's lot. like a whole f- form a that lot. we don't have here. Yeah. So wow. I had no idea. If you apprenticed with, or you and your buddy became apprenticed to like a master 
duo comedy. And then you're like, well, now we're going to go to America and like, we're going to take over the American two man stand up scene. <laughs> <And then laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, there's nothing. That. Yeah. There's nothing here for that. You have basically yeah. two people to beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Japan has this, uh, like a duo comedy or trio comedy, uh, very popular oh and God. so much competition. And uh, be honest, when I and Simon, uh, my buddy, we do do a show, uh, you know, we, we, yeah, we checked uh, all uh, many comedies in Japan and watching videos together. I translated everything because he doesn't speak Japanese. And we saw the really interesting moment and how collaborating these two different talented comedy guys, right? How they fight, how they, you know, make people laugh, how they uh, communicate and how they do, you know things on stage, off stage. So, uh, yeah, it was very interesting things. But these days, uh, modern people that do not have masters, they do not have a Mm -hmm. master apprentice system. They learn Mm -hmm. self-taught, maybe through YouTube, internet, TV, same as the other category, and they never have masters. And they are uh, actually quite talented. They're good, but uh, some people, only a few percent people have master apprentice system for the mm-hmm. comedy in Japan right now. So funny thing is, uh, because American people learn Japan more than Japanese people learn Japan. So American visitor from USA, they know about the history or like a lot of uh, tourist area or some of the unique museum, which local people never know, right? <laughs> right. They appreciate Japanese culture. So in, <laughs> in fact, uh, surround me in, Japan, in uh, Los Angeles, if someone is being with me, they are more closer to the master apprentice system than many Japanese people here. Mm-hmm. They only learn from me short time. Hey, can I chat? Can I ask you? Like American people does, right? Mm-hmm. And then they walk away and they never come back like a few years. And when they need it, they come back and sometimes they pay, they don't pay. And they just, you know, take advantage of the, you know, the person, which I don't care. I, I'm fine with that. Right. But in, in the USA, somehow American friends, Act like an Asian, like John. John is more Asian than many of Asian people around me right here. <laughs> so, and, that's and I've a, said that a million times. I am Asian. That's just... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you guys make a really good pasta and we drink wine, right? So, <laughs> yeah, your blood is basically kind of Italian. So, <laughs> yes. so yeah. But, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, I feel that way. So uh, That does lead me to something I have... Um, wondered about you and, and, and what you think. Uh, you obviously have spent a lot of time over the past, since I've known you at least, and, and I assume for most of your career, um, you know, teaching people and, and teaching the next generation of magic. You're very heavily involved with the Magic Castle Junior program. Mm-hmm. Um, even just the other day, you, you, you and I believe Simon together gave a, gave a talk yep. to them. Yep. Um, in, in all of your experience and what you have now, uh, what would you change about the way magic is taught? Or if you could sort of change the way, or, or, or maybe um, if you have an ideal way that you would like magic instruction, instruction to be like, uh, uh, what would that be? Well, it's a, a world is changing and I have no chance to manipulate everything. So I only can change things around mm-hmm. me. So I, I'm just hoping a few things. Um, uh, of course, uh, we want to have, uh, it's same as uh, many magicians hope in a history. We want to have a more younger magician start magic and take it serious and uh, try to learn magic. 
And one thing, I don't want to, all of them try to be professional. If they wish to be professional, be professional. If they wish to be amateur, having other jobs, but using this experience and knowledge and make their life more valuable. Then, you know, that's the, one of the best answer for them to be amateur as well. So I don't say pro or amateur is really, you know, important things. So, but uh, I want to have uh, more people and also I want to have uh, more good programs like a junior program at the castle. But the castle program right. is doing amazing job. You know, first of all, like, you know, the, uh, Bob and Diana and the many people really worked so hard for like a decade. And now new chairperson and the vice and all committee people still there involved. But, you know, like they're doing an amazing job, like 30, 40 people attending Zoom meeting and learning magic every week. So, right. but um, anyway, so uh, what I hope right now is not for the juniors. Junior things, I want to make that group in Japan right now. I'm having, kind of having a passion to make a junior program in Japan. But uh, if I can change one thing in the world, I would like to uh, really, I wish uh, popular magicians. I don't say just uh, Darren Brown or David Brain or Chris Angel, but also whoever on the YouTube or TV, TV or any media who is popular, I want to change their attitude for magic a little bit. I don't have to change everyone. But uh, I want they recognize that they're influencing all next generation magicians in the mm, world. Right. They're responsible. No matter what, they, it's their life. But if they're in front of the camera, if they're being on the media, they're responsible for the next generation, future of the magic. If they do something, I don't say just right or wrong, but if they do something very nasty, even just communication in front of the people, and then it's going to affect the old people. And they think, oh, it's right. right to be rude for someone because this guy was funny on stage and the front of the camera. But not true. Like, you know, the, I want to, uh, all leaders, I should say, leaders, you know, who is on the media, I hope they really care about the magic and future of magic. That's the only one thing I want to change because some of people really don't care. They only try to be famous and successful. It's fine. It's their life. But again, if they are giving influence, uh, how to say, effect, influencing people in the world, they're changing history. And right. they're re they must be responsible a little bit more. But uh, don't take the wrong way. Uh, many people are doing that. Many good magicians are doing really responsible job on the cam for the camera and media. So I, I'm not saying one person. I'm saying general. Because so many people are doing YouTube and explaining secret, but not thinking to giving good future for magic. I'm not right. against him just explaining secret on YouTube or not. It's not right conversation here because it's so deep and so difficult to explain. But uh, if someone is doing something really gray or very aggressive or something offensive for the other magicians, they have to have, a, like, you know, they have to think what they're doing for the, this society and what they're creating for the future. After young kids see these people, what kids going to do? That's uh, like really important for me. That's why, like, you know, the, uh, you know the, I, I'm not just saying only YouTuber, but if someone who is being on the media, uh, be responsible right. for the future of magic. So. Um, there's something I also else I wanted to, to ask you about. Um, I think when people talk about you, I think one of the reputations you have is that you're very, very, very skillful. There's a lot of very, very difficult and challenging things that you can do very well, but a lot of people cannot do. Um, mm -hmm. That is, I think, one of your big... Uh, reputations um but i think but also when i think about your show 
Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite pieces of yours and um, effects of yours uh, really kind of haven't um, haven't had those elements to them. Uh, when I think of some of your your fa- my favorite pieces of yours, I think of things like the uh, picture frame, which mm-hmm. is based um, on on the art of Rene Magritte. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about the your river routine, which is mm-hmm. about you as a child growing up as a child, mm-hmm. yep. and I think of. Uh, um, your uh, ring to impossible location routine, mm-hmm. which is based on the idea of, of Jurassic Park. Uh, yep. And there are several others like that. I mean, and it seems that a lot of your signature routines and, and mm-hmm. effects all come from uh, things outside of magic, um, your history or your other interests. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk about how you sort of look for inspiration in, in the outside world a little bit? Uh, you know, uh... like, for instance, if the Renee Magritte routine, uh, how, yeah. how you came to that, how, how that all came together. If you were searching for a magic idea, if if it came to you, if how do you look for inspiration like that? Uh, first of all, I had deadline, which is a competition, <laughs> which is <laughs> great. It's a very important. You know that. Like when we have a deadline, we really work hard. Sometimes appearance of the castle performance, <laughs> or sometimes it's a small competition, or sometimes TV or program. Like sometimes you have to do a month of shows in Scotland, and you don't yeah, have a show yet. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a, a great, a great way to improve your, yourself, right? So, uh, yes, uh, I had a deadline. And uh, also, uh, I uh, usually, at the time, I got a lot of inspiration from movies because of my, ment- my teacher was something like that. He always watched movies and tried to find some of the new presentation, unique ideas to make magic stronger. So I am not agreeing that what he did now because I improved myself. I'm getting probably better level, higher levels I'm you know used to myself. So now I am not looking for just a story from the movie. I'm not looking for some of just beautiful music because uh, the Rene Magritte painting act is using music from uh, the Thomas Kahn Affair, which is uh, you know inspirational for me to make that right. act. So and also painting was appeared on the, that movie. So that's why like, I I took like a many of feeling from that movie. But later uh, creation, I try. I'm not trying to get the uh, story music from movie. I'm trying to get the the process or some of like how to say the uh, kind of. I look for the movement of emotion. For example, if you're walking street and when you see some of the moment, you feel like, wow, this is so nice. Or sometimes I feel like, wow, I surprised. Or I sometimes feel like I very emotional. And I just stop r- right there and I start to think, why I surprised? Why I am interested about this? And start to write down the whole fact what I had. Oh, some people walk through here and some people was on the street and the kids was playing around. That's why I felt this. So I write all aspects and try to keep note and try to find out what is the process, why my emotion moved. Even when I see a movie, I don't see the script or I don't see the just story. I just watch a movie. Don't look for the movement of emotion, just enjoying the movie. At the moment, I feel like, wow. And I said, wow. And I look back, why I felt that way. And I see only the skeleton or a mathematical formula and then putting out from the movie and then putting trick on it, perhaps. So uh, I prefer to do not take just a story or things, but I always look for the movement of emotion and uh, try to represent with my magic trick or magic knowledge. 
That's a, right. basically the idea. So, uh, you know, these days I take note more than ever. I, I, I always see. So, the, uh, have you, have you come across like a piece of art lately that you, that really stuck out something that like a movie or something that you've watched recently that really, um, uh, not that much. And, uh, uh but, uh, you know, for example, I really, okay. The, for example, movie Marvel movie, like, uh, mm-hmm. or heroes stuff. Uh, I am not, uh, be, be careful. For- shoot. <laughs> We what? have John on the line. <laughs> okay. I'll be cool. I'll be cool. <laughs> okay. Calm down, okay? Just relax, okay? So I'm glad we have a distance here. I, I appreciate it. So, um, um, I feel like you, you like a lot of Marvel movies, right? And some superhero uh, movies. I like, but I never take idea that much from the Marvel. But one thing, if I say something like this, uh, again, I always look for what I feel wow, right? So one thing I say, wow, is uh, the Marvel movie is individually, uh, you know, movies, but it connected. Mm. And when all of the things come together, we appreciate, right? We say, wow, it was connected from that one, from this one. So it's like an hour and a half to two hours movie. Every single of them has a connection at the end. I mean, like the end is like another you know, whole, like, you know, the Avengers things perhaps. So I'm not talking about the detail of the story. I'm just talking about the connection. So just imagine John, I, for them, Chris, we all have a different show in a different country. Different, uh, for example, totally different show, right? But uh, 10 years later, from, 10 years from now, we put all video together and it linked how people mm. feel. Right. People say, wow, 10 years ago, different country, different language. And this show is actually, the story is connecting and making totally new story. And then people think, wow, this is a such, such amazing, big, big project. Mm-hmm. So people feel, wow, no matter what, what kind of trick we do. So that's exactly what I said. When I see, wow, these interesting things, I try to take only this formula. Don't take story. Don't take about the character. Don't take about the script. Right. Just take this formula to put in our real life performance. So that's right. uh, like a, one example. So I, I'm not saying about the movie, John, don't, don't be aggressive. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, meanwhile, John is just doing his next close up set just in an Iron Man costume. So yeah. that's what he took from that movie. Um, I actually have. <laughs> I did the I, opposite. I only take plot and story and I don't <laughs> take any themes. <laughs> I, I've mentioned, uh, John, I think I've mentioned this to you that I do think it would be cool one night if I go to the Magic Castle if I saw some connecting thread between like all the shows that I saw that night. Right. The idea that all of the shows could have a similar theme or something to them that really links them together. It could be really yeah. fun. Or even like um, maybe a trick that doesn't finish in the close-up room and then the card is revealed in the parlor, you know, like, yeah, um, that's the, like, I know the big challenge, probably if we have higher team, about the 15 to 20 uh, talented genius magicians, plus a producer, director, and all writer and stuff. Yeah. And then probably we can do that like at the castle because Mad Castle have 11 performers, 11 spots probably. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be pre, uh, uh, pretty much work to link to each other. Yeah. So <laughs> we have to have a good writer, obviously, and good performer who can provide the ability, you know, the ability of magic. And same time, uh, I really have to uh, think this way. Uh, 
you know, the uh, individually, in like a Marvel movie, every single movie is basically uh, finished. Like, uh, it has whole, like a show in a one movie. Yeah. So it means that I, right. uh, as Chris said, maybe we don't finish the trick and the other room have uh, the answer for that. It's going to be fine. But when we see the show in a close-up, we must feel like, oh, this show is over. Yeah. So and I wish some of them leave from Castle before watching Parlor because they feel so enough. But when they go home, they check the internet and people talk about this show and it's linked. <laughs> they have to come back to Castle again next night <laughs> right. if they yeah. can. And they check other room. And you know, after all, like in a whole week, they come back three, four shows. I'm three, four nights and see every single show. And the Sunday night, we give one uh, booklet. And, uh, you know, then when they open this small booklet, all story connect and they finally make sense, everything. Yeah. And if they don't come Sunday, they don't get it, right? <laughs> so now, but individually, it must be successful. Every single show must be good. Right. Otherwise, it's uh, like, you know, looks like a big project, but it's no good quality. So it must be. Well, right. that's um, um, in, in New York, there's a show called Sleep No More, which is a, immersive theater production um it's like a dance piece but it's about macbeth and some hitchcock thrown in as well and it's in a five five floor warehouse and you're able to walk wherever you want to go ah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. many um, people told me about it so it's impossible to see the whole show you it, mm-hmm. it is guaranteed that you're going to miss most of the show so mm-hmm. that's why there's i've seen it five times and people mm-hmm. go like 30 40 times because they there's always another moment that then like, Oh my God, did you get pulled into this room where this witch said this thing to you? And they're like, no, I didn't even know that happened. So then right. they buy another ticket. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a whole big production that thinks, uh, you know, like, okay. The one thing I promise myself, sometimes art is very complicated and difficult. So, and I am the kid, I was a kid who had no idea about art. And I didn't feel art at all. I just mm. enjoy about uh, like playing things. So the reason is because art was difficult. So I would say, uh, uh, you know, art should be uh, eliminated by, uh, kind of wrapped by entertainment because mm. it's show business. So it means the show itself must be comfortable and enjoyable. And I don't want to, they try to discover art themselves. I mean, like, you know, they, I want they recognize art later. And I want to, they find art and then they come back. So uh, the, that's New York things. Uh, I kind of felt that like it's so complicated and unique, but uh, it was, I, I never experienced, so I cannot judge anything, but uh, unique, but also it's quite difficult. You have oh, yeah. to try to find out what is linked or not. But uh, I prefer that if people don't want to see art, just see one close-up show at the castle and they said it was the best close-up show I ever seen. Mm. Period. Never come back to the castle, but they had a wonderful experience. Even some people see all show, but didn't connect each other because they didn't have a pamphlet. Mm. It's fine. Their life is uh, theirs, and you know, if they feel like it was the best experience of the castle, fine. But uh, if someone find art, it's an extra bonus, and it mm. is an amazing bonus, right. to be honest. So uh, I prefer to... I feel like you earn something. Yeah, and I, I don't want the, everybody to find out. I, I, I'm fine if someone just enjoy a show. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy, you know, I'm fine if someone enjoy only a couple of shows at night, at the night. And then that's fine. So I prefer to they don't recognize it. Hmm. Because uh, it, it's a, everybody have different experience and the priority and, the, you know, joyful on the magic. So 
That's mm-hmm. a, like, you know, uh, I, if I can, I wish I can do that. <laughs> uh, well, shoot, we're a little over an hour here, but before we leave, um, I, I think there's a story that I think sort of captures a lot of your um, theories in magic and the way to approach studying magic and thinking about magic um, that I was wondering if you would sort of retell uh, for people. And it's the story of somebody asking you about Needle Through the Arm at the Magic Castle. Do you remember that story? Uh, yeah, like, you mean the junior program guys things? Uh, we don't, yeah, I, I actually don't know who it was that asked you this, um, and I, I couldn't remember if they were a junior program Ah, uh, yes, yes, not. yes, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Uh, but but a, I yeah. think the story captures a lot about your approach to magic and, and thinking about magic and learning magic, and I think, okay. uh, uh, I just unless you had any, anything else, I think this is a, be a, a pretty good way, interesting way to, to wrap things up here. Yeah, no, that's okay. fine. Also, I want to note that Needle Through Arm was in uh, Magic Gone Wrong, uh, in London, and then the second time I saw it, it was cut. <laughs> oh, that's right. How recent? How soon did you go back? Did you go back the next day? No, like uh, I think I went back either the next day or two days later, and it was cut. Gotcha. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. So, uh, yeah, this is happening when I was visiting Castle uh, for the junior program meeting once a month, and uh, there's many kids, and I had no idea who is who because you know some people don't recognize me as well. I was a board of trustees already, so I was a liaison. But you know, people think, oh, one of some of the committee member, maybe, right? So one kids come over and uh, they say, hey, shoot, uh, I want to know like how David Brain does this stuff. Uh, he said the name of the effect or something. And I said, oh, well, by the way, hi, my name is Shoot. Nice to meet you. What's your <laughs> name? So <laughs> no, they said, oh, sorry, my name is something, right? I don't remember, but he said his name. And I said, by the way, who sent to you to me right now? And, yeah, that guy, actually, the chairperson of the you know, junior program. So I said, wow, thank you, right? So <laughs> these kids asked me some question, which is uh, like, you know, coming from nowhere. And I said, well, uh, why you want to ask me? So the, this is very much Shirogawa. If someone asks me a question, I don't give an answer. I usually give a question, right? That's <laughs> yeah. a, like a very That's Japanese... Very you know. Yeah, very Shirogawa. It, no offense, like just me. Like I like to have a conversation, right? So I ask a question and he said, uh, well, I would like to use... Uh, yeah, David Brain did this. So I want to know today. I will film tomorrow and I will put on the Instagram the day after tomorrow. And I said, okay, that's really clear motive, but uh, why do you want to do that? And uh, he started to explain how his number, follower is high, and he explained how he's good about it. And then he said, like, uh, that's why I need you know, you tell me the secret. And I said, well, um, first of all, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, what kind of effect you're talking about. And he said, oh, I will show you. And he started to search uh, the, his smartphone and try to show the huh. video clip. And, uh, and he, when he was searching the video clip, he also asked another question. Oh, by the way, do you know some guy that needles through the arm? And do you know how it works? And uh, I couldn't tell what kind of effect and what kind of principle, what kind of gimmick someone was used. And he doesn't know it. So I said, uh, because again, Shirogawa, if he asks me a question, I give him a question back. I said, how do you think? And he said, well, um, uh, and I said, no, think, really think. If you are in the position to perform this magic, if you are the person, how you do it? And he said, well, maybe it's a fake of an arm or, or maybe go around arm and this and that. He gave me three answers at the time. And actually, one of them was pretty correct. It's a little bit different, but it was quite correct. And uh, I didn't say answer. And I said, well, uh, 
I <laughs> actually you 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 know I don't say what is the answer because you don't need it. And actually, you have uh, three answers. But just imagine if you ask me one question, if I give you one answer, it's only one for you, and you never think about it. But if you, I give you exact question to you, and you think about it, and you have three answers in a, less than a few minutes, do you know this is so different? And it's like, uh, yeah, he still don't get it. But like, he kind of knowing that I'm not easy. So and then, uh, <laughs> he knows never, not to come ask another question. <laughs> and, uh, he, he, and he said like, okay, uh, oh, I found a video. I will show you. So David Brain video. It was pretty nice. And he, you know, he had a writing on the wall, like a brick wall. And you know, he used the fire from the mouth and fire, you know, changed the writing in the, in the, on the wall with a beautiful effect. And I kind of know that how it works. Right. And he, the guy, kid said this, he's probably 18, but he's okay. Now teach me how it works. Right? Still, he doesn't get exactly what I'm saying. So, and I said, how do you think if you are in that position, if you are the performer, how are you going to do it? And he said a few things again, like maybe this and that. And I said, again, you know, you found more solutions than I gave you one answer. And he said, hey, should, why are you doing this, this kind of conversation? I'm asking just, you know, I'm looking for answer. And I said, I am only interested about the future of yours. I'm, I'm care, I care about you, you know, 10 years from now. You become maybe 26, 27, 28 years old and you become really much a person and you are being successful. That is more important than you are getting small success tomorrow. I'm not interested about it. So, and like, you know, my, for me, magic is very important, but I don't push you to be good magician, but I care about you and I want you to be better person in 10 years more than being maybe rich tomorrow. So that's why I'm giving you question more than giving you answer. And he's shocked. Finally, seemed like he understand. And he said, oh my God, wow, that's so meaningful, so important for me. Uh, could you wait? I'm going to bring camera guy. And uh, could you say exact same thing for the camera? <laughs> so means he didn't get it. <laughs> he didn't get the point. So, but, uh, you know, but I laugh and yeah, sure, bring cameraman. And uh, we had a really fun conversation. And you know, he kind of get point, but I don't think he get it. I never gave an answer because I'm not interested about that. And uh, later, uh, the same day, like a few hours later, he's gone. And I asked people, and who was the guy? And we recognized that he was not in the junior program. Just he was visiting. Oh. <laughs> so oh. he was no one and just taking advantage of knowledge of a magician right there. But, oh. you know, but at least I gave, you know, little influence to him, like, you know, the like, you know, there's a no just answer. There's a process to find answer. And there's a multiple possibility in one question, more than one answer. So that's what, uh, like, me and the probably John recognized that story. It's very much explaining about who I am. So that's why I explain. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody send your questions to shoot on how everything's done. And he'll just yeah. auto-respond email just saying, like, well, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm gonna give a motivation. Yeah, but it's it's right. I'm gonna say, how do you think? And oh, that's interesting. How about this way? How about this way? And giving them little guidance to go to the different answer themselves. So mm -hmm. I, I, I'm gonna help them for sure. But I'm not <laughs> just gonna give an answer right away. I'm not easy guy. <laughs> Uh, well, shoot. Um, last thing is, uh, I guess we've been asking a lot of people this uh, and asking each other. Um, uh, in quarantine, ha has there been any particular TV show or so anything you've been watching a lot of? Any uh, TV you've been binge watching or anything you've been reading? Uh, I am no. 
I am not reading. Uh, I mean, I'm not like uh, watching a lot of TV. I'm only checking news because I have to check the right. whole information about the this quarantine and also the coronavirus. But uh, I am, uh, I'm thinking and I'm writing a lot. So right. like this kind of story. So many funny stories. Just yeah. uh, like you know, sometimes funny story, sometimes short story. Sometimes only three lines, but like you know, I'm writing a lot because uh, you know the, this is a kind of time, and mm. I take some advantage of this condition which all of us have. So uh, I, I'm spending time with my family more than ever because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be traveling right now, right? I had a I supposed to have a three four flights in uh, April, but all cancel, of course. Of course. And yeah. like uh, all May, I, I'm not traveling anywhere, so I'm taking advantage and I'm doing something what I can do now. It's so valuable for me. Mm. And shoot, if people want to follow you on social media or see what you're working on, or see some of these videos, or, or if you ever publish some of these things you're writing, uh, where can people find you? Where's the best uh, place? I don't know. Somehow my name is quite unique. Shoot Ogawa, S-H-O-O-T-O-G-A-W-A. <laughs> if you put this name on the Google and put the magic, and you can find me somehow. So, yeah. and it, if, if there's another Shoot Ogawa out there doing something else, I'd be shocked. <laughs> yeah, so this full name is quite unique. So, but uh, my website is holyshoot.com, H O L Y S H O T dot com. And uh, also, the, I'm doing Instagram, Facebook page, and also the uh, Twitter. Only Japanese right now, but like on Twitter as well. So, but uh, um, let's see. Uh, I'm not really good marketing person, so I don't have that much, you know, the things on the, online. So, mm. yeah, right. I hope John helped me. <laughs> well, your well, wife is great at social media. Uh, I'm not sure. We don't discuss about this so much. <laughs> so somehow, my somehow many people knows my baby more than I do. So yeah, your, your, your wife's Instagram is popping. She's always got content up there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why and how, but yeah, she's good about it. <laughs> uh, shoot, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, um, thank you very much. We really look forward to seeing you. Back in Los Angeles, back at the castle when everything's back and running again. Yeah, hopefully we can hang out soon, really. Yeah. yeah. I wish so. Thank you so much. Uh, John, you got anything else for... Uh, John, are you watching any TV right now? Um, uh, not, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say this now, but oh, I'm, I'm, about, I'm about five, I'm five episodes into Hollywood, and it's, uh, ah. it's fine. It's fine. I didn't realize that I haven't seen any social media outrage over it. And then all of a sudden it came out of nowhere. And, and so, <laughs> um, uh, it's fine. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to watch it. It's fine. Uh, it's, we're finishing up Shit's Creek, uh, season great. six, which is, uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, so good. So yeah, uh, we'll, John and I are going to start setting up some, I probably going to focus on interview type episodes. Um, so we should have more of those coming down the pike and let us know on on instagram or facebook if there's someone you want us to uh interview um keep in mind uh i don't have a lot of pull so it's gonna be (laughs) tough to get um but uh yeah if if someone else you'd like us to interview uh i also probably like that so let us know in uh, on instagram um and or or on uh you can email us setuppod at gmail.com and We'll be back, hopefully, with some more episodes and some more interesting uh, interviews. All right. And meanwhile, go follow Shoot and try to figure out what the heck's going on and just be amazed. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) See you later.